everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's April 7th. It's 2021, and we have 10 MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. For the first time this baseball season, we're going to get some meat on the bones. We got Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. How's it going, my friend? Going good, man. I, I tell you, it's a meat on the bone podcast. Honestly, on this slate, the way it's going to start out, I hate I'm not going to have too many notes, at least not for some of these guys. So I'm excited, man. Definitely glad to come on. I actually didn't play baseball today. I took a little fade. I, I didn't have a, enough time today. I just had running around to do and stuff like that. And so I just kind of focused on NBA because my mind was already there, had a show. And um, but yeah, I'm super excited to come on with you, man. I know I'm not going to be on a lot. Um, because we're kind of double dipping it right now, but still, this is fantastic, man. So, so glad MLB is, is here. Yep. I'm with you. Um, really happy that baseball is here. I said it was the last yawn right before we started and I can't stop yawning. Um, but yeah, really glad the baseball's here. Stack Texas on Tuesday, you know, um, really interested to see how that kind of pans out. I had Nate Lowe in my um, stack, so he already has two home runs. So it's always always good when you're stacking, you, you actually hit the guy that you need to have in the stack. So it's kind of a game stack, so I need Toronto to score some runs. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, 10 games to get through here. We get started with... Tampa at Boston, nine total. Boston, very slight favorite, almost a pick em game here. Yarbrough against Eovaldi. Um, any interest here in Ryan Yarbrough? Uh, I don't think so. Not, not on this slate, Steven. It's just because, man, there's so many big arms. I I don't I don't even want to go down to, uh, to Yarbrough today. I mean, he's 7,100 on DK. I, I, I just think I'm going to try to stick with the guys that I feel like have a little bit more upside. Yeah, like, you know, he only threw 65 pitches in the first start. They've always kind of been super careful with him in general. So I don't expect him to pitch too deep into this game. And, you know, as much as I'm going to hate on Boston a lot this season, I can do that. I'm a Red Sox fan. They are they have some bats that can take lefties deep. Um, so I'm, I'm much more concerned about playing a left-handed pitcher against them than a right-handed pitcher. And, you know, Yarbrough is a guy that – is kind of splits neutral, a lot more hard contact the lefties last season, but it's such a small sample size. It's really tough to judge. Yeah. Um, any interest here in Eovaldi on the other side? Um, I don't, I, I don't think I need Eovaldi on this slate. Like, I mean, I feel like he's probably, he's 7,700. Uh, I, I think I probably, and I, I don't want to start comparing so early, but I'd probably play, Flaherty over him, maybe, um, just from a skill perspective. But I, I don't hate it. Like it's just I'm just not in love with it. He's kind of like the poor is just you know maybe a little bit too cold. Yeah, my problem with you know Nathan Eovaldi here is just the bullpen behind him. Um, you know that bullpen is terrible. So like that's obviously concerning. He looked good last season. He looked decent in his first start of the season this year. Um, only allowed one earned run, only four strikeouts. You know, we definitely want more strikeouts than that. Tampa has a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So it really, for me on Eovaldi, it all is going to depend on 
what this lineup looks like when when it comes out um here on wednesday morning like we have an early slate i forgot to say that like this slate starts at like one eastern so like we're, we're gonna get lineups yep. early you're gonna have to be paying attention to the lineups when they come out and you're just gonna have to see if we get any like day night guys you know sitting after a night game uh for a day game here so that's definitely something to kind of pay attention to uh let's talk bats um anything standing out to you here for tampa I mean, nothing, nothing spectacular. I mean, we know Eovaldi's pretty much going to be high heat fastball. Um, that's kind of his claim to fame. We do have some guys that uh, are going to strike out particularly, particularly a lot, uh, kind of in the middle of this order. So, um, that, that's kinda, I, I think that's kind of where I am. I don't, I don't really feel like I have to have anyone um, from this lineup to that's going to really crush me unless, you know, Eovaldi just goes out and has a meltdown. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, the guy that I would play is probably a Rosarino or Brandon Lau. Um, those would be the two guys, but I don't know. They're not, like, cheap. Rosarino's 4,900 and Lau is 4,800. I think we're going to find better bats in this price range on this slate. Like, Austin Meadows, if he's still cheap on, like, Fandle, I don't have Fandle pricing up in front of me. I don't mind him over there. Um, the Red Sox bats are somewhat interesting here to me. You know, the Tampa bullpen is good. Yarbrough is not a guy that like overpowers hitters. He doesn't throw the ball by guys. Um, you know, he lives in that like high eighties range and like we got JD Martinez, we got Xander. If Arroyo bats lead off, like he's someone Dahlbeck, Renfro, like we have a lot of right-handed power bats in this lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I totally get it. I mean, right now, Yarbrough's primarily or mostly fastball cutter, uh, trying to keep the ball in the dirt, obviously. But, um, you know, when you talk about some of these guys, you know, like JD, who's going to be lifting the ball a little bit, like I think I'm with you, man. Definitely some of these righties um, should be in the mix. I mean, JD looks okay. Um, Ground ball rated 22% on that pitch. ISO of 783, though. Like, JD looks like he, he's a candidate for the ball to go over the, over the, over the wall uh, on, on this slate. So he's a guy I think that's going to be a favorite of mine. And then actually sneakily, Steven, this is sneakily, Christian Vasquez is, is in play uh, as well. And then if you come down to the bottom of the order, if he happens to be at the bottom, I definitely think you want to get you some Hunter Renfro. All right. Um Moving on here, we got Kansas City at Cleveland. No line in this game yet. Um, Junis against – or Junis slash Hernandez. Like, Junis might open and Carlos Hernandez might pitch, be the long guy. And then we got Shane Bieber on the other side. Um, any interest here in this Kansas City pitching situation? No. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just – too big a slate like it's 10 game slate you know we don't have to start trying to figure out what we want to do with an opening situation and all that stuff but on the other side love shane bieber uh, i think bieber at 10-6 is a top arm on this slate you're obviously deciding between him and bauer and snell and nola um but you know for the same thing that we were talking about on tuesday's slate this is a slate we're likely going to be spending up on pitching and you know Bieber is the guy that's at the top of the list yeah for sure I'm with you man uh you know Bieber was the guy I kind of 
planted my flag on on opening day and and nothing's going to change on this slate i definitely think beaver's going to be you know my guy and and i'll live live and die with you know what what he's going to do so I, I like him a lot i think he's my favorite pitcher i think he's got enough of a leash to get there if he's cruising um you know we should we should be in good shape yeah i like i said i think he is he's a top arm on this on this slate um no doubt about it. Like the Cleveland or the Kansas city lineup, like obviously been attending in there, like the top four or five guys, super solid. Um, a lot to be desired by the bottom of the order though. So, um, I think Beaver cruises here. I, um, I don't love the Royals in this spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not playing any Royals too big of a slate. I'm not trying to hunt for a home run with Beaver here. And then, like, Cleveland against, like, this opener situation, like, I don't mind looking at, like, Gamble, Ramirez, Rosario, like, the top of the order here. I think you could, like, make them, like, a secondary stack. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Eddie Rosario is actually secretly probably one of my most rostered players on most baseball seasons. Uh, DraftKings were to come out with that, uh, you know, that, that kind of these are your top rosters. I know Eddie Rosario would kind of be in the mix. Typically doesn't strike out a whole lot and, you know, can get on base, can steal. Uh, just, I, I think he's a good hitter and, uh, and he can put it over the fence, uh, you know, in certain situations. In fact, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's already got a home run on the season. So uh, he's, he's going to be one of my favorite guys from Cleveland. Um, I think, you know, him hitting behind Jose Ramirez when he gets going, he's going to give him plenty of uh, RBI potential. So, those two guys, I feel like I might want a mini stack Cleveland, and if so, it's definitely three four Ramirez Rosario. Yeah, like I don't know when I when I'm looking at this lineup overall, like Gamble at three K uh, batting leadoff obviously stands out, but I don't mind pairing a couple guys with him and making, like I said, a secondary stack here and you could potentially get maybe even some of these other guys cheaper on this slate too. So wait and see how that kind of plays out. Um, up next, we got the twins and the tigers eight and a half total Minnesota favored by one sixty. Kentai Maeda against Matt Boyd. Um, any interest here in Kentai Maeda? I do have a little bit. Um, I, I think Maeda has been, we had a really good year last year. So I, I, I like Maeda. I think he's going to be fine. Um, in this spot against Detroit, you know, I know Detroit's come out and, and played fairly well, but overall, this has still been a fairly high strikeout team. And, you know, my eight against righties has been, you know, fantastic over the past two seasons combined, you know, uh, 194 Woba, 148 ISO, uh, average exit velocity 83.9, which means they're not really, you know, getting a whole lot of power on the ball. And when I look at the hard hit rate, it shows me just that at 23.2%. So, um, I, I like Maeda. I think he's a really good pitcher. Um, you know, obviously he's 8,300. I feel like he's one of those guys out pair with Beaver on this slate and build from there. So he's definitely probably my favorite SP two. Yeah. Uh, I think he's definitely in play. I don't know. Um, I don't want to say that I have a favorite yet because we, there's just so many plays on the slate, like pitchers wise that I like. And, Maeda's up there, 31% K rate last season, a negative hard to soft contact ratio. That's fantastic. That's elite. Um, And the Detroit team, since the start of last year against Ryan pitching, the projected lineup has a 26% strikeout rate. So um, 
definitely definitely on Maeda as well. Just kind of kind of see how builds go. Um, he's up there for sure. On the other side, Matt Boyd. Um, listen, this 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 Minnesota team, they're gonna be able to throw potentially nine righties at Matt Boyd in this game. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough one. Um I'm probably gonna not play Matt Boyd here. Like very extreme splits pitcher, 400 Woba, 292 ISO, um, only a 20% K rate to righties since the start of last season, 43% fly ball rate, 38% hard hit rate. Like I want to stack against Matt Boyd instead of playing him here. Yeah, Stevie. And I mean, man, you rattled off just just beautiful numbers. The one thing I'll include just to kind of beef it up even a little bit more, pretty much at a 10% walk rate as well. Like I, you know, I, I want no parts of Matt Boyd on this slate. And I don't think he's a bad pitcher in, in like completely bad, but th- I, he's just going to be an X off for me. I'm much more interested in, in Minnesota bats than, than Detroit uh, pitching. Let's talk about these bats. Um, obviously I think we got to start with the boomstick. Um, Man. He's been he's been crushing the ball. He's 5100 on the slate. Um already three home runs, batting over 500, six hits in the last couple of days. Like he is um he's hitting the ball very very well. Obviously Donaldson went down dealing with a hamstring injury, so he won't be in the lineup um which obviously opens the door for some of these cheaper guys. Um what are we looking at here from Minnesota? Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it all, you know, starts with 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 Nelly Cruz. The interesting thing about this, Stevie, is this K rate from lefties for the past two seasons. I mean, this is about as, in my opinion, Stevie, about as good as it gets. 9.3% K rate, 457 ISO, 578 WOBA against right-handed pitching. Like, Nelly might be the one of the best bats on the slate, in my opinion. So uh, I, I like him a lot here. Uh, you know, uh, all the way kind of at the bottom of the order. I like William Ostadio. Granted, um, you know, he's a guy that's not going to strike out too much as well. Um, you know, 66.7% fly ball rate, 66.7% hard contact rate uh, against against lefties. He's a sneaky play at the bottom of the order that may not get a lot of ownership, Stevie. Or, 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 or they could flip him to the top and move Arias maybe closer to the bottom. Either way. Willie Nostadio, I think, is my second favorite bat uh, in, in this spot. And, um, you know, those are just two guys I wanted to uh, to highlight. Brett Rucker, um, Mitchell Garver, Miguel Sano, Nelson Cruz, the middle of this order, just stack it up. Like, there's so much power in this lineup. Um, definitely going to be stacking up the Twins on the slate. Um, one of my favorites for sure. Um, anything here for Detroit against Maeda? Nah, I'm just going to let it go, man. I, I got too many other guys I think I can target. All right. Moving on, we got Toronto at Texas. Um, eight and a half total here. Toronto, a 180 favorite, big favorite here for Toronto. Um, Ryu against Gibson. Um, any interest here in Ryu? Yeah, I think I think Ryu is okay. Um, I actually watched that. So I've seen Ryu pitch already this season. Obviously, he was in uh, uh, in New York at, at Yankee Stadium. So a little, little bit, you know, a little bit different matchup. But he actually pitched pretty well. I mean, he gave up a solo shot to uh, to, to Gary Sanchez. But for most of the game, he was kind of cruising. 
Didn't really get in too many jams. Obviously, they got a couple of hits off of him. But I think he had really good control in most of the game. Uh, listen to the commentary. You know, they talked about Ryu being a really good study of, of the other team's, you know, bats and knowing where to get in the zone. And he did a really good job, like I said, attacking his spots. So I think against a Texas team that uh, is definitely going to give him a few more strikeouts than the Yankees team that he saw. I, I've definitely got some interest in Ryu here. Uh, on this slate, especially at 7,300. Uh, he's going to be a great play for us. Don't mind him. Um, I, I don't mind him in this spot. You know, looking at the Texas Bats, they got, you know, quite a bit of, like, left-handed power bats, but they're definitely slacking in the right-handed power bat, you know, scenario. Maybe we see... Chris Davis in the lineup um, and he's always scary because as much power as he has, you know, but it also adds some strikeout upside um, for you. I, I think he's in play. Um, I don't know where I'll end up on him just in general here, but I, I, I for sure think he's someone that, you know, we're, we're looking at here. Kyle Gibson, on the other hand, um, listen, I know, I know Dane Dunning is like, pitching a gym against the blue Jays. And if you played the blue Jays, you're probably a little tilted by how Dunning is pitching, but you go right back to the well and, and you're not playing Kyle Gibson here. You're going, you're going right back to the well in the Toronto bats. Yeah, absolutely. No, no brainer. I don't even think we have to talk much about it. Um, you're definitely going right back to the well. I mean, so many guys uh, that, that are just going to be in a good spot against Kyle Gibson. So uh, I like it here. I mean, you know, I know the thing is, I know Simeon had a really good, good, I think, series against the Yankees. Biggio is going to get going. Bichette's going to get going. Uh, T. Oscar had a good series, I think, against the Yankees. Vlad, I mean, this team and, and George Springer isn't even playing yet. Uh, Rowdy Telez might have the game of his life tomorrow against Kyle Gibson, folks. And I'm not kidding. He legit might destroy this guy. So I, I like Rowdy here a lot. Uh, he's probably going to be uh, one of my favorite bats, and he's at the, he's at the, the bottom of the order. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just average exit velocity of 95.13 on this sinker, 289 ISO. Yeah, ground ball rate is at 46%, but I, I'm not really worried about that, man. The guy's going to make good contact. He, he's going to be one of my favorites. Blue Jay is still very cheap on Fandle. Uh, talked about it <laughs> yesterday. Still very cheap on, on Fandle. Like, Hernandez is 34, Simeon's 33, Vlad's 33, Bouchette is 32, and Biggio is 31. Um, very, very easy to stack Toronto over there on FanDuel. As far as Texas goes, um, as much as I, I really like them on Tuesday, that's why we played DFS, um, I'm out. I don't like the spot for, for Texas at all. Ryu is a guy that suppresses fly balls, gets a lot of ground balls, and, you know, has some strikeout upside. So I'm probably not playing Texas in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Very much appreciated for them to continue to score runs on Tuesday. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got Milwaukee at Chicago. It's Wrigley. Um, we don't have uh, a line the night before. We got Woodruff against Hendricks. Um, I'm going to check the weather right now. Any interest here in Woodruff? Well, yeah, I think that weather's a big thing. If the wind is blowing out, I'm probably less likely to play him. If the wind is blowing in, I'm more likely to play him. If it's, if blowing, kind 
sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Blowing out 12 to 15 miles an hour, blowing out to left field for what we have right now. Yeah, so, I mean, if that's the case, I'm just going to avoid him. I do still think this is a good spot for him. Like, I, I like Woodruff as a pitcher. Uh, he's a guy I played a lot last season. Um, him and Rosario probably would be on my list. But, you know, I, I think we've got enough aces for me to not have to play him with the wind blowing out. You know, I'll, I'll take my chances. He can still go and roll uh, the Cubs here. But I, I'm just going to plan with the wind blowing out to just not play him. I don't play pitchers with the wind blowing out in, in Wrigley. Like fly it balls is. sometimes turn into home runs. Like if if it I mean, gusts we, at all, like and like it's something you got to pay attention to. You know, it's not one of those overblown things. Like the wind at Wrigley is something you have got to pay attention to. So I, I don't, I don't like either one of these guys. I, I don't expect Woodruff to pitch deep and. Hendricks, I'm still so tilted about his opening day start that I'm just not playing either one of these guys. Yeah, I get it. Um, let's talk bats. Uh, anything standing out to you for the Brewers? Oh, man. I mean, Hendricks, Hendricks did have a rough start. I mean, God, man. I mean, it feels like I should be able to play Christian Yelich, right? That, that's what it feels like. But... Still waiting for him to show up. Yeah, I just maybe Vogelbach, uh, Colton Wong is probably going to get on base, but I, I mean, is Travis Shaw hot right now? Like he hit a homer today. I mean, they've got some pieces. This this team just feels uninspiring on the slate, Stevie. But with the wind blowing out, I think maybe you take a chance on these lefties. I mean, Vogelbach does have some power. Yelich had some power. Shaw. Has some power. I don't. I don't like it, but I think because of the win and because of, quite honestly, Hendricks' rough start, I think I'm interested in these lefties. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to play Yelich. I don't want to pay the price tag for playing Yelich, but I want to play Yelich. Um, He's 5,200, but the rest of the stack is so so cheap. Um, Hera, Shaw, Jackie Bradley Jr., if yeah. Vogelbach's in there, the rest of the stack is super cheap. So I could see using Milwaukee as like a secondary stack, getting Yelich in there and playing some of the cheap pieces with him. Um, just like even Colton Wong at 3,200 batting leadoff. Like just kind of getting some of these cheaper guys in there. Um you know, just to kind of build around Yelich. And then as far as the Cubs go, yeah, I respect Woodruff. I respect this bullpen. Um, in a win game, I want fly ball guys. So, like, Rizzo and Brian are guys that I'd look at in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think, you know, those guys are going to be in play. When you're talking about, um, like, Anthony Rizzo, I, I know I keep calling out guys, it's, it's weird they all they're kind of all in the same division mostly but Rizzo is another guy like because he just doesn't strike out uh has the ability to drive in runs uh and hit home runs he's just a guy I love in spots like this so uh, he's definitely going to be on my list you know the the jock man is for sure going to be in, in in the order as well Hayward's another one I like the lefties here um it, it you know not that Woodruff is going to struggle mightily you know he's you know a slight takedown in terms of K percentage against 
excuse me, against the lefties. But, you know, another guy that's going to be primarily fastball, uh, high velocity, but primarily fastball, uh, that's not going to be a struggle for Rizzo. So I, I like him a lot. Uh, don't mind Jock. Don't hate Hayward. Those three in terms of a mini stack for sure, um, I wouldn't mind playing. Dodgers at Athletics, eight and a half total. Dodgers a 160 favorite here. Trevor Bauer against Lazardo. Um, Bauer, like uh, another guy at the top here that uh, I think we have to be looking at. Like, you know, you look at this Oakland lineup and Bauer is an elite strikeout pitcher. 37% K rate since the start of last season. Strikes out both sides of the plate at a very high clip. And depending on who's in the lineup, like there's a lot of strikeouts in this Oakland lineup. Yeah, there's power. So there's always that concern. Bauer might give up one or two, but he still has like the upside to strike out double digits. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And I think, you know, like I said, we looked at the slate. It's still going to be Bieber for me, but Bauer's 400 cheaper. They're on an even playing field. I mean, they're both, I feel like they're both comparable pitchers. Look, man, if there's a way for us to get them both and maybe run some of these cheap pieces from a Milwaukee, you know, or anything like that, I'm in, Stevie. I, I, I like getting 30 points plus points from both pitchers and then, you know, allowing a field to have to beat me with bats. So it, it, this is something I am going to explore on this slate. Can I get Bieber and Bauer and build enough, build with enough upside? So I said that to say, for absolutely, Bowers in play in this spot. The other side of the the ball, we got Lazardo. Um, I don't think I could do it. Like I, I like the fact that he's a lefty. Bellinger probably not going to be in the lineup. Um, he's dealing with a little bit of a calf injury right now, but like that means Pollock's going to be in the lineup. So that's another right-handed bat. Like. They could DH like Will Smith here because they are on the road. So like Will Smith might DH over like Rios. So I think there's enough righties to not play Lazardo here. If he was pitching against anybody but the Dodgers, maybe we take some shots. But this lineup's just up and down. Very, very good. Yeah. Can't do it. Won't do it. Um, Dodgers bats. Anything standing out to you here against Lazardo? I mean, nothing like crazy, right? Like, I, I don't – and when I say crazy, I'm saying I don't see anything that's like, oh, my goodness, this like this is the spot. But what I will say is Justin Turner is not getting beat with this sinker. He's just not getting beat, right? Uh, so 269 ISO, 52.17% hard contact rate, 93.88% uh, mile power exit velocity, a ground ball rate of 26.09%. But, but Stevie, you know I'm big on this. The contact rate is 95%. Justin Turner, I'm not saying he's not going to strike out, but it sure feels like as long as Lazardo's in the game, that's not going to happen. So while that's not like earth shattering, it just feels like he's going to be making a lot of contact in this spot. Yeah, um, obviously like Turner... I like Pollock, man. Um, he's always someone that I like uh, against left-handed pitching, and I like the price, $3,700. we are trying to fit in some of these expensive bats. So uh, a guy like Pollock who is, you know, on this bottom end, he's interesting um, for sure. <sighs> you know, 
it'd just be interesting to see if any of these like cheaper righties crack the lineup. But yeah, I like the Justin Turner call. Obviously, you can always play Mookie Betts. I don't care what his numbers were against lefties last season. Lazardo is much worse against righties, and we know how good Mookie is. So don't hate that. If you want to get contrarian and play Will Smith, I hate paying up a catcher, but nobody's going to pay up for catcher on this slate because there's going to be so many cheap catchers on a day, day night, or like a, a day game after a night game. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of catchers going to be sitting here. So. Um, we keep rolling here. We got the Mets and the Phillies, eight total. Philly favored by 140 in this one. We got Peterson against Nola. Um, any interest here in David Peterson? Uh, negative. Just not going to play him. I don't I don't feel like I have to. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's in play. You look at the you look at the lineup for the Phillies, and I think they have enough right-handed bats to beat him here. Peterson's obviously not a bad pitcher by any means. Um, decent stuff. Doesn't have a ton of strikeout stuff against righties, and that's what gets him into trouble. He walks guys at a pretty high clip too. Uh, really needs to, to like develop um, a pitch that he can create strikeouts with because he doesn't throw that hard. So, um. So, yeah, I'm probably out on Peterson here. And then Nola on the other side. Um, the Mets lineup is scary, but Aaron Nola, when he is on, he's a guy that can break slates. And, you know, 32% K rate since the start of last season. What are your thoughts here on Nola? Nola's on the list. Um, I don't mind taking, you know, what I consider to be an ace against a, a pretty strong lineup. Now, you know, he's going to see some strikeouts in the middle of this lineup. But, you know, obviously this isn't the worst lineup in baseball. And I do obviously feel like Lindor being this lineup helps them a lot right at, at the top of the order to you know, give them some RBI and on-base potential. Uh, but overall, I still think Nola is okay. Now, if you look at the slate, he's priced as like the fourth. Uh, wait a minute, one, two, three. Yeah, he's priced as the fourth highest priced pitcher. For me, I think I'd still take my Ada over Nola in this spot in terms of the matchup. But obviously, you know, if you're trying to get some salary savings and maybe you don't want to spend all the way up to Bieber and Bauer, I feel okay with Nola, especially considering I, I definitely think he's going to have a longer lease than Blake Snell. Yeah, I think he is he's somewhat interesting here. Um, nobody's going to be on him because there are so many good spots Um so many good spots on this slate that guys have just better matchups in general, like even in his price range, like I would even, uh, even, even knowing Snell probably doesn't have as long of leash as Nola. I would probably prefer Snell over Nola, Maeda over Nola. You know, we haven't even talked Jack Flaherty um, yet either. Uh, so I don't think I end up, on Nola on this slate, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to sit here and talk you off of him. You know, like I said, when he's on, he's a guy that can break slates, massive strikeout stuff, you know, has stuff for both sides of the plate. So when Nola's on, he's on. Let's talk bats here. Um, anything that you like for the Mets in this one? Uh, I mean, I don't, so I don't like the home run hunt when the slate is, you know, this large. But, you know, for a guy that's mostly fastball, you know, I can always find something. 
And, you know, Francisco Lindor, 256 ISO, 40% hard hit rate, uh, 85% contact rate. He looks good. Brandon Nemo, 304 ISO, but the hard hit rate is down. Uh, so he's not getting much distance. Michael Conforto, 513 ISO, 51.6% hard hit rate, 82% contact rate. Like, these are things I like. Uh, so I definitely think Lindor and Conforto are good one-off plays on this slate for sure. Um, don't want to stack the Mets, but one-offs, they're in play. Going to the Philly side of things, um, kind of like some of these Philly bats. This is a day game in a ballpark that is kind of short. Um, Hoskins, Alec Bohm, like these are guys that, you know, I'm going to home run chase here with Philly because they're not obviously cheap. So I'm going to be looking for some of these Philly bats, you know, maybe as one-offs or maybe even as like secondary plays and just try to chase some, some home runs. Like if McCutcheon's in there and he's batting leadoff, like 3,200 for Andrew McCutcheon against the lefty, like, yeah, sign me up for that. And like Alec Bohm's 31. So I might even look at like a three man and throw in like Hoskins or somebody there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you want the righty, Stevie. I mean, he's walking guys pretty much equally on both sides. But where there are deficiencies is the K percentage, 17.8% K rate to righties, 38.9% uh, fly ball rate, 34.8% hard hit rate, which is actually a little bit less than the lefties. But the fly ball rate is definitely up there. So I'm with you. Uh, you know, this is a guy that's actually kind of got it distributed evenly, uh, gets righties. So, you know, pretty much fastball. Fastball, slider, changeup, and sinker. So he's going to have a good mix. But I think what these guys are going to do, these are professional hitters, I think they'll sit on one pitch and wait for it. And that's kind of, you know, the approach I'm going to take and just play the righties and, and let these professional hitters do what they do and, uh, you know, sit on a pitch and wait for it to come their way. Uh, keep on rolling on here. We got St. Louis at Miami. Seven and a half total in this one. We have Flaherty against Pablo Lopez. Um, any interest here in Jack Flaherty? I do have I do have some interest. Um, you know, Flaherty is a guy that I think in terms of career, um, you know, has had some ups and downs. And I think maybe we felt like he hasn't been as good career-wise as he's been for like one season. And I can definitely agree with that, right? I, I, I can agree with that. But I also feel like long-term, he does have the skills to, you know, or he wouldn't be in the big show. Still has a 29.4% K rate to righties, 26.7% to lefties. Over two seasons, 28% combined, 3.54 X fit, which makes me feel really good. So I don't mind Flaherty here in this spot. Yeah. Um, I don't hate him in this spot. The Miami lineup has a lot of strikeout upside in it um, for pitchers and you know, really the only guy that doesn't strike out at a high clip here is Roas and Dickerson. I guess there's two, but um, I think on the other side of this game, Pablo, Pablo Lopez is super interesting too. Like he's 6,800 and we have plenty of bats to play on this slate. Like St. Louis lineup is solid, but you know, obviously Arenado adds a huge missing piece um, in this lineup, gives Goldschmidt some protection, but if he can really get by, like, the top three or four guys, like, there's a lot of strikeouts. O'Neal, 29%. Carlson's 29%. Carpenter's 30%. DeJong's 29%. Like, there's some upside here for Lopez. He's 6,800. Like, 
if he can put up a 20 spot at that price, and I think it's super possible, we're looking at, you know, getting Beaver Bauer with one of the top hitting stacks on the slate. Yeah, for sure. I um, I think the thing that's going to work in his favor is St. Louis doesn't have a lot of lefties to throw at him anyway. And, um, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of this lineup is pretty much the writers in Goldschmidt, Arenado, De Jong. Uh, Yachty's not going to hit too many home runs. He's just not going to strike out. Like, that's just – it's just what it is. But, um, you know, overall, I'm with you. I think, you know, especially with Pablo's numbers to Riley's, and I've kind of rattled off some uh, past two seasons, man, 35.6% K rate to Riley's. That's huge when he's going to be facing a lineup that's mostly Riley's. So I'm with you uh, definitely in – uh, on some Pablo Lopez SP2 today. Um, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for St. Louis? Uh, well, not really. Uh, I, I don't see anything that I, I feel like is a is a must play. Um, so I think I'm just going to pass on St. Louis today. And if they just happen to run into a couple, then that's just what they do. The guys you'd want to play from this game are like Marte, Arnado, Goldschmidt, Young. Um, they're all too expensive. Like you're not paying like high fours, low fives for these bats in this game in Miami with two solid pitchers on the hill. Like if you're playing anybody here, you're maybe looking at Dickerson batting leadoff at three K, but. Like, I don't see anything else like that's like staring down at me as far as like pricing goes. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of out of this game outside of the pitching. Very interesting slate. Very interesting game. Uh moving on, we got San Francisco at San Diego, eight total. San Diego 150 favorite here. We got Gaussman against um Blake Snell. Um we'll start here with Gaussman. Looked really good um, in his first start against Seattle. I think we're going to say that a lot this season as far as Seattle goes because <laughs> that lineup is um, – it has some holes. Um, do you have any interest here in Gaussman against the Padres, though? No. Just not going to do it. I mean, we have to at least know that, like, Gaussman – since the start of last season, 31.6% K rate, over 30% strikeout rate to both sides of the plate. He gives up a, a ton of hard contact. Um, I think I like Pablo Lopez more, but if like Gaussman was on Monday slate, that seven game slate where there wasn't any pitching, we'd Way be different. talking about him. Yeah, Way it's different. just it's just a slate. The slate just doesn't make a ton of sense. Um for playing him today in my opinion so um i'm not gonna be not gonna be playing gaussman here um in this one let's talk blake snell the giants they actually have some decent righties in this lineup that they can throw at snell you know they have longoria they have flores posey looks like he's been hitting the ball um well to start the season Darren Ruff, um, the lefty masher, as I told Derek Cardi on Monday, and he didn't listen to me. Um, what are we doing here with Blake Snell? Man, Blake, Blake Snell might be the one ace that I'm just kind of going to cross off. Low, lower, I feel like he has a lower pitch count than some of these other guys. 
definitely has the, the strikeout upside, right? So I'm not – it's nothing like that. But, I mean, he got up to 86 pitches in this Arizona game. And I do think that the pitches will gradually increase. But I, I think for the price, instead of paying 9900 you know I'm just going to find the extra 300 and play Trevor Bauer. And then I just find the extra 700 and play Bieber. Or I just get rid of them all together and play Kenta Maeda. So I, I think for that reason, Blake Snell, I'm just I'm out on Blake Snell. Nothing to do with the skill, everything to do with you know possible pitch count and being able to get a little bit longer leash on some of these other guys. Yeah, as far as like Snell goes, in my opinion, too, I think he's gonna have a longer leash in San Diego. Like no doubt about it. Um, got in a little bit of trouble in the the fourth inning the other night. Eighty six pitches. That doesn't shock me. 86 pitches is nice. Maybe he sees 95 here. I just think the two guys above him are better. Uh, better matchups. Better matchups. Like, when you're looking up and down the, the Giants lineup, you know, Dickerson's not going to be in there. Maybe even, like, Yaz isn't in there. But, like, Slater, 12% strikeout rate. Um, Solano, 12% strikeout rate. Longoria, 16%. Posey, 20%. Um, even like Crawford lefty lefty 15% like they just put the ball in play enough that I don't want him over Maeda against the strikeout happy Detroit team Bauer against Oakland Bieber against Kansas City like those guys are just in better matchups in my opinion um, if Snell like if we, we open up ownership in the morning and Snell's like 10% all right it changes changes my mind a hundred percent. Like I will, I will change my mind a hundred percent if that happens. Um, so yeah. Um, any, any bats that you like here for San Francisco? Not exactly. I mean, I don't want to play Snell, but I also don't want to play anyone from San Francisco today. I just, I'm just going to be very selective in, in, in what I want to do. And I don't, I don't think they fit what I want to accomplish here. I do think Longoria is interesting. The dude has a 61% hard hit rate against left-handed pitching since the start of last season. Everything that he hits against lefties is hard. Darren Ruff is another guy that's interesting. If you want a home run chase, like Snell has 10 strikeout upside or more on this slate. Don't get me wrong against any team. But I think he he's a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, so it would not shock me if he were to give up a couple – runs home runs in this game so if you want to chase a couple home runs like i'm not going to talk you off of it i get it um padres obviously not the same lineup with tatis kind of banged up right now uh what are we looking at here for san diego man i mean it's really tough right because like you said, we, we talked about Gausman and the fact that, I mean, he is, he is pitching fairly well. It's just that this lineup is a little scary, right? And on a slate where the lineup's scary, you know, I almost don't want to play anyone from San Diego. Now, Hosmer does look good, um, you know, with uh, Gausman throwing this splitter. These are, these are kind of unreal numbers against this splitter, Stevie. Like, if you don't look these numbers up on Play.Q, you'd never guess this. But Eric Hosmer is at a 625 ISO, 50% hard hit rate. Uh, egg, uh, average exit velocity of 50%, 80% contact rate. I, 
I, I like Hosman this spot. Now, he does have a 50% ground ball rate on that pitch, but I, I'm willing to overlook that for a guy that, that uh, is going to be throwing that pitch 42% of the time to lefties. I, I, I think Hosmer's in line for, 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 for a donk here. All right. I like it. Um, we finish it out with the White Sox and the Mariners. Um, nine total White Sox, a 150 favorites. We have Justin Dunn and Dallas Keuchel facing off against each other here. Um, any interest here in Dallas Keuchel? Man, at 7,400, no. I wish, Stevie, I really wish he was like 5,200, 5,800, something like that. And I'd have a lot more interest, but no, I think, you know, look, Keiko 74, Ryu is 73. Like, what, what are we doing? I, I'm, I'm not playing, uh, you know, Keiko at that price. Brandon Woodruff is 72. Now, I know that's probably adjusted because they probably already anticipate the wind's going to be blowing out. But I'd still rather play Woodruff over Keiko uh, because of the upside. So I, I'm, I'm just – I'll set all that to say I don't have any interest in Dallas Keiko. Just doesn't have the strikeout stuff. Like, there's guys in this range that actually can strike guys out. And, like, Keiko's a guy that he can throw five or six solid innings I mean, with one I or mean, two strikeouts. Like, Pablo Lopez is kind of our like line today, right? He's kind of our just as our line in the sand. No way I'm playing Dallas Keiko at 74 over Pablo at 68 today. I mean, that's yeah, insane. I'm not- I'm not playing him over Flaherty too. Spending a little bit more money, like Kenta Maeda is too close to Keiko. Like, yeah, go down and you know take a shot on Woodruff or somebody that like can strike guys out before you play a, a guy like Keiko. He's just not going to strike people out. So, um, I don't know what to really expect here with with Justin Dunn. Um, I really don't expect him to pitch deep. I, I think we potentially see a Seattle bullpen game here and Dunn's not great the Seattle bullpen's not great like I'm out on Dunn but I think the White Sox stack could bring us to the promised land um as kind of like this like four o'clock game you know our 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 heavy hitter late spot here yeah for sure I mean I I I totally get it um when you kind of look at you know the lineup overall I mean, this lineup's just deadly, man. You know, point blank, period. This lineup's deadly. I mean, they're going to have Eaton should be playing, Grandal, uh, Lure Garcia. Do, do you think Billy Hamilton actually makes the lineup with it being an early game or earlier game? Like, what, what's your read on Billy Hamilton today? Um, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm, he... I'm, I'm, I'm just asking, like, what? Sorry. I think he... Bats last. I don't think he has a ton of home run upside, but if he gets on base, obviously you got to worry about him stealing bases. And like, that's where he's interesting. 3,200. He's okay. I would much rather play like treadmill on the other side. If he starts, um, I guess that's lefty lefty. Never mind. Treadmill's a lefty. Yeah, I guess Hamilton's Okay. I probably won't play him though, Will. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it. Well, let me let me give you my thoughts. And that's why I want to kind of get your thoughts. My thoughts are this. Let's say Hamilton ends up maybe n- not completely last. Like maybe he's I don't know, 
in the six hole today because it's an early game and something weird happens. Um, he'll probably re- replace Madrigal, but what if he doesn't? E- even if he's in the nine spot, though, Stevie, if he gets on base, he's got Eaton, he's got Abreu, Mercado, all these guys coming behind him. Like, this could open it up for him to be real sneaky on this slate. I just – because we know he has the, the stolen base upside. Like, the stolen base upside obviously makes it interesting. You know, you're not going to get – you're not going to, like, see wraparound stacks be, like, super popular either um, on a 10-game slate. So, I don't hate that. I don't hate potentially looking at him as, like, a wraparound stack going nine, one, two, three, four, whatever – um Seattle like I like Seattle a lot here too because the guys that I like are cheap um well Mitch Hanniger is 30 36 Evan White's 29 like we're getting we're getting some cheap Seattle bats Tom Murphy 2500 like Keiko's not gonna throw the ball by anybody um so I I want to target guys that can get the ball up in the air against him and you know, Hanniger, he's always a guy that hits the ball up in the air. France is a guy that hits the ball up in the air. Um, Tom Murphy had a great 2019 season against lefties. You know, we'll have to kind of pay attention to him and, you know, see what happens with him. But even like Evan White gets the ball up in the air. Like, I don't like this stack against Keiko, but I think using Seattle as like a secondary cheaper stack makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I get it. I, I think maybe one off for me, but I, I, I totally get it because of the pricing. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we're going to get out of here. My first one for baseball. Your first one for baseball. Let's see. You, you're on, you're on the spot now. You just put yourself on the spot. Um, under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts today. Um, I think for me, I, I'm, trust me, I'm not going to take your guy because I know who your guy is. Six or more strikeouts? Yep. Let's go Brandon Woodruff. I, I think he's got the most upside out of this group. Yeah, I'm going to go Pablo Lopez. He's, yep, he's, knew setting, the, he's setting the standard down there today. <laughs> um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Oh, man. Does he take the layup? If you don't take it, I'm taking it. So I, I have to. It's like the only guy. <laughs> I mean, geez, it's got to be Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. It is clear that Hendricks does not <laughs> make my lineup builds today. Listen, I if this guy's on, he can break the slate, like I said. But if he's off, I'm going to go Aaron Nola against a, a solid Mets lineup in, in a ballpark upgrade for them. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive bat to go yard today? Listen, uh, hold on. Let me check. I, I want to make sure, Stevie. I don't want to want to. Uh, yeah, give me Eric Hosmer. I know that sounds crazy, but these numbers on this split are just—they're ridiculous. I'm going with Hosmer today. I like it. Um, I got to take the boomstick, man. He's already crushing the ball. Give me the boomstick. Give me Nelson Cruz. Um, Under 4K to get two hits. Give me a guy under 4K that's going to get two hits today. Oh, boy. I mean, we've kind of got a lot of guys. I, uh... (sighs) 
and this is why I, sh- I should have had this one ready, Stevie. So you're gonna have to forgive me here. You're fired. Fired. No, I can't be. Waterboy. G- give me, give me, fired. give me Conforto at thirty five hundred. All right. Because him and uh, he was definitely on my list from from a one off perspective. Give me Conforto. Yeah, we just got done talking about Mitch Haniger. I think he's still. Too cheap. Um, I'm going to continue to say that Mitch Hanniger against the lefty is too cheap until they raise his price. So, um, so yeah, make sure you guys are make sure you guys are paying attention um, to Hanniger. I really like him here. Uh, give me a stack that's going to score six or more runs on this one. Um, oh man, I don't I don't want to take this layup, but I, I feel like I have to take it. Give me the Dodgers. All right. Yeah, give, give, give me LA. It's a day game. Should be a little bit warmer. Like, they should crush. All right. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota. Give me the give me the Twins. Um, really like the Twins today. Uh, any over-under uh, money line? Anything standing out to you here? Um, night before? Well, I mean, we don't have... Anything that's too crazy. <sighs> so we've got this Rangers Blue Jays game at eight and a half. I'm going to take the over in that and just let's just say the Blue Jays just absolutely route the Rangers today. I I, I want the game to go over on Tuesday night too. Um, what are they doing? <laughs> They need to get on it. Um, so they got some runners on right now. I, I really need Toronto to get rolling here. Got a game stack of that game. Really need them to get rolling here. Um, oh, man. I was looking at this a minute ago. I know there's going to be some some player props that I like on this slate. Um, my initial I'm, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. Um, give me – Give me Minnesota minus 160. I know it's a lot of juice you got to give up there, but I really like the Twins to cover um, here against Detroit. So take I'm going to take the Twins. I like it. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. I mean, what a pleasure, man. Uh, I said Feels no, good to no be talking thoughts. baseball, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll see you around the way. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. I'm going to go do the basketball podcast now. You guys check that out. Uh, The link will be up (laughs) in the podcast as well. But that's going to wrap it up here for baseball for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you then.